Welcome to Covenant Church's sermon discussion. This conversation happens most Wednesdays on Facebook Live between me, Michelle Lichty, the communication director at Covenant, and the preaching pastor from the previous Sunday. If you haven't already, I recommend listening to the sermon before listening to our discussion. There we go. Looks like we're live. It looks like we are live. Well, good afternoon. I'm Michelle Lichty, and I am here with Brentley Jordan. Hello, Brentley. Hey, good to see you, Michelle. Good to see you, too. I'm glad that we are able to do this this week. Last week, I had Tom Johnson here, and we were all set to go live, and I kept trying to go live, and it kept saying, your connection timed out. Oh, man. Tom messed it up. <laughs> you um, tell him that. Yeah. <laughs> But we're here today to talk about the sermon from this past Sunday, which um, was over Philippians 4, verses 8 through 10. Um, and I have to say, I really like the way you introduced this idea that hmm. food affects our physical health, just as food affects our physical health. Yeah. So our thoughts affect our spiritual health. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope that uh, that is, um, that's such a that's a helpful practical reminder to me. I hope that people didn't get uh, tripped up and then just down focus thinking about diet, exercise. Am I doing the diet? You know, that, that's this whole realm that people could get pretty uh, distracted by. Um, so hopefully that was that was hel a helpful comparison and not a distracting comparison. <laughs> you know, I hadn't even thought of that. I was like, yeah, I'm doing that. Am I, but yeah. am I managing my thoughts? <laughs> yeah, yeah, good, good. Um, so it didn't distract me, but I could see that happening. Like, yeah. oh yeah. Thinking about that diet and exercise component. Um, so I had to write down in my notes, the list. So it's whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Think about such things. Yeah. Whatever yeah. is excellent and praiseworthy. There you go right yep. okay yep that's the list you got it yeah <laughs> i'm like i think i got it all but i don't know i just i have a hard time memorizing lists so. it's it's funny it's it's a good list to memorize and when i when i think about it i think the first three are kind of um they're kind of uh logic oriented um hmm. uh they're they're whatever is true noble right and the second three are more beauty oriented um, whatever is pure, lovely, admirable. Um, so in my mind, they're just two, two different sets of three. And then oh, uh, excellent or praiseworthy is just the, the summary of all of them. Yeah. Um, oh, I so, like that. Yeah. I like that. Yes. Because my daughter finds such beauty in logic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, okay. So, so she, yeah. So. She, she says, I, she's like, I think I'll be a writer, but I'm going to study engineering because it makes sense. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> huh. Yeah. I found myself just asking the question a lot. You know, what am I, if what I think about matters, what am I thinking about a lot? Um, and, and just kind of having a, an exercise with myself and, you know, what do I think about a lot? And uh, so the first three things that came to mind is I thought about, okay, job, job responsibilities, mm. family, and, um, and exercise. Maybe that's because I was preparing the sermon and exercise was on my mind. But, uh, 
So, so those three things, um, and then it was just this good thought experiment to think, okay, it, is that okay that I think about job responsibilities, family, and exercise a lot? Um, and then to apply this passage for me to think through, okay, if I'm, if I'm thinking about those, if what I'm thinking about is, is through the lens of my personal ambition and greatness and selfishness, then, then that's when they're, you know, neutral to very bad. Um, but if I'm thinking about those things through the lens of, of Christ and exalting Christ, then, then that's fantastic. They're good things for me to set my mind on. Um, so I love Paul's reminder as, as he chooses these, these uh, virtues that he says, think about these things. It's, it's not necessarily, and this was new, new for me in studying this passage, it's not necessarily that he's telling all um, believers to think about those six things more than other things. He's saying, hey, these, these are six things that I think most of you are thinking about anyway. So, so, so don't just assume these things and run after these things, but, but think about them. Think, think about um, in what way are you pursuing and running after these things? Are you doing it in a way that has Christ in mind, or are you doing it in a way that has just purely yourself in mind? Hmm. And that was, a, that was really a new realization for me in the interpretation and, and application of this passage, which, which I really enjoyed this week. Yeah, that is interesting. You know, what comes to mind is something that I hear a lot about right now in our culture is intentionality. Yeah. And that kind of, you know, that makes me think like intentionality. So if I'm thinking about how much, you know, my husband's paper piles are bothering me, Mm -hmm. you know, that is not, I am intentionally causing internal strife and potential, you know, out of the overflow of your mouth, the heart speaks, or out of the yeah. overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah. <laughs> so get that right. Yeah. <laughs> so if that's what I am pondering in my heart, if that's what I'm thinking about in my head, then out of my mouth comes these disparaging comments to my husband. Yeah. Mm, Whereas yeah. if I say, in the scheme of things, I'm not going, to, I'm going to choose not to look at the paper piles. Uh -huh. and I'm going to choose not to let them bother me. And I'm going to think about what a hard worker my husband is and how well he provides for our family and how well he loves me. And, you know, if I'm thinking about the true, the noble, the good, the pure, the oh, animal, yeah. about my husband, then out of my mouth comes uh, encouraging words and and uplifting words and um, thankful and thankfulness and grat gratitude. Yeah. Um, and so being intentional about what I'm, what I'm thinking about can lead to, uh, to big differences in what I'm speaking out loud. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it is, it is so close to being an objective matter that um that if i think if i think about frustrations and just and 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 cultivate bitterness then then mean word unkind words come out i mean it is just it is a one-to-one -one correspondence and and if i am thinking about and um, pondering the the love of christ then then kind things come out it, it's just 
it's baffling how one what a one-to-one direct correspondence it is to me oh yeah yeah it really is and and you know what one thing you said was why should we think about virtuous things why should we do this and we've kind of oh, yeah. covered that right because our thoughts matter our th yeah. thoughts matter to our internal well-being and our thoughts matter to how we interact with the people in our lives and the circumstances that we confront in our lives yeah yeah and it was this was where you know a lot of times when i've looked at this passage in the past i haven't seen a um uh, a helpful uh, connection between the verse eight, you know, whatever is true, noble, right, uh, and verse nine, where Paul says, whatever you have heard or learned or received from me or seen in me, put it into practice. Um, so I haven't seen, what's the direct connection between those two verses? And it was in studying it this past week that I realized, okay, um, what they've seen in Paul is, is a life that is, uh, his trajectory is exalting Christ. He wants to mm. pursue and display and share Christ. And, and it was it was so fun to look back through uh, the rest of Philippians and just see the strength of Paul's language about, you know, he wants to know Christ. Knowing Christ is worth more than anything to him. He mm. just wants to see Christ preached. And, um, and to see this passion of his life is so tilted towards Christ, um, then for me to, to apply that, okay, as I'm thinking about, you know, as I'm thinking about anything, it, my desires or ambitions, um, how can I be thinking of that in a way that is tilted toward Christ, like Paul's life was tilted towards Christ? And, um, and that just, you know, I, all of my, all of our desires and ambitions, they they so easily, there's an incredible gravitational pull that pulls us into making all those things selfish. Mm. And, and just what a beautiful and freeing life that uh, Christ, Paul, you know, both of them exemplify in that um, if, if my life rejects the gravitational pull of all my thoughts lean towards self, and I could... Um, take all those thoughts and and see them uh, feel them through the lens of of exalting Christ then that just that is so freeing and um and, and just beautiful and right mm -hmm. and and in the midst of that I mean I, I also think I, I don't want to pretend like oh it just uh um life is in every way better and easier if <laughs> if I'm all about exalting Christ I mean so you know the reality is we uh Yes, it is freeing and it's amazing and it's life-giving and fulfilling. And it involves you dying to yourself. And that's incredibly, I mean, that's that's difficult at every turn. Um, yeah. So I, you know, it's so yes, it's crazy difficult and it's just right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I was thinking about, I mean, I'm just finishing a study in Genesis. And so, of course which patriarch finishes Genesis uh, is Joseph. Uh -huh. And of all the people in Genesis who had a reason to be bitter, it's Joseph. Like yeah. the ultimate betrayal, his brothers sell him into slavery. Yeah. And then tell his dad that he's dead. Like, yeah. or let allow his dad to assume that he's dead. And I, you know, it's, 
and just to see how, uh, you know, just, I guess, as I get older and I read scripture and I, and I read the stories of, of the people in scripture, I see more and more of myself of, um, not that I've been sold into slavery because that hasn't happened to me, yeah. good Lord. Um, but the processing, right? So when his brothers show up in Egypt and he like is overwhelmed by emotion and yeah. processing this and, pro you know, and it's like the, they come back again and again and he's continually to process this, this deep emotion and and he in the end he's able to say right before his death like you intended to harm me yeah. but god intended it for good and that's where which kind of feels like a little bit of a tangent mm -hmm. but but not really because oh, no. obviously joseph was taking capture he was taking every thought yeah. captive and yeah. bringing it yeah. into the submission of god yeah yeah, he was seeing his life through the lens of God's provision and right. not through the lens of me. I mean, if he had seen his life through the lens of me, then, you know, he would have been um, just mentally and emotionally and socially, you know, torn apart. Uh, yeah, torn. I mean, yeah. yeah, but he wasn't seeing life through the lens of me. He was seeing it through the lens of God's provision. And And how amazing that, you know, it's not like you have to look at a totally different area of your life or ignore part of your life it's just mm -hmm. looking at that looking at what's real and and looking at it through a different lens mm. yeah and that brings to mind like a jeweler's lens you know mm. we were at the jewelers um last fall looking and just seeing them work on the jewelry you know they have that, oh yeah that little thing and they're looking so closely um, that they put over their glasses or put over their eye and it's like oh that that is a different lens yeah right and then you can look yeah. closely and you can say yes that's a good thought or no that's a bad you know that this thought is glorifying to christ and this thought is not yeah and i'm going to choose you know what does god say about this emotion what does god say about this circumstance what does god say about this person yeah yeah, and, and in the end, I mean, this towards the end of my, my study, and I was just, I was um, challenged by the reality that um, in the end, uh, what I think about most, or those I think about most, are, they are the things and the people that I love. Mm. Um, so just trying to do some honest self-reflection and saying, wow, you know, Brentley, what is, what do your thoughts um, uh, you know, illustrate uh, that you love. And, and if someone could see, you know, all your thoughts for an hour, uh, what would they conclude from that view of all your thoughts? What would they conclude about the things that you love? And, and that was, I mean, that has continued to be just a good thing to be, to be thinking about. And, and realizing in that question, um, you know, I think all of us need to be asking the question, do, do we love Jesus? Hmm. Um, and it is, you know, it is so easy to grow up in a Christian home. You know, you and I work in a Christian setting, with, you know, and right. uh, it, it's so easy to live in a church world and, um, and just assume, okay, since this is the world I've grown up in and I live in, then, yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 by association, yeah, I love Christ. 
Um, but to really stop and say, are you are you acting, living, and thinking like you love Jesus? Um, mm. Because if you do, uh, he's he's going to be in your thoughts. You're going to be thinking uh, of things through a lens of Christ and not a lens of me. And mm. and that was really convicting. Just to be asking, do I do I really love Jesus? Am I am I loving him today? And mm. and I get I you know I get. I don't know, scare is not the right word. I get I, I get um, sad when I think of how many people can go through the motions for years or decades and they, you know, they love being associated with the church and good things and the idea of heaven. But, but sometimes they could go through all that time and, and not really um, be pursuing Jesus and loving Jesus. Hmm. Yeah, that is, that's, that is sad and scary. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and just, yeah, it just makes me think like, am I really open to the Holy Spirit's work in my, in my heart? And in yeah. My mm -hmm. Am I yeah. willing to admit when I'm wrong? Am I willing to Yeah, to have the Holy Spirit working in me. Yeah. Yeah, and as I, you know, as we check our thoughts, part of checking our thoughts is checking our passions. Yeah. And, you know, and to be honest, um, and what what am I getting fired up about in life right <laughs> now? And, you know, let's just, hey, if I'm, if I'm getting fired up about a sports team or about politics or about um, masks or vaccines, let, let me just reflect on that it you know and how do i compare the the amount of passion i have behind those things to mm -hmm. the amount of passion i have behind my uh desire to love jesus mm -hmm. um and if if i see a lot more passion behind those other things that's a huge red flag for me to say mm -hmm. you know brentley you may you know you're you're talking about a certain view of mass that's um, more tied to scripture or a certain view of vaccines that's more tied to scripture or something like that. But um, are, are you more passionate about those things than you are about Jesus? Mm. And, and yeah, and, and I want to, I want to be challenged by that. And I want to be more passionate mm. about him than, mm -hmm. than any other desire or pursuit. Mm -hmm. um, and that is, you know, that's where the Christian life is difficult because um, we are, it's a personal relationship with an invisible God. Um, right. And it's, you know, that's, uh, that's a different direction than um, jumping on to some of these very objective passions and desires that, mm. that um, we can go run after more popularly. Mm. Right, and, and it's just ever-present in our culture. Yeah. I mean, you know, one of the things that I've been challenging some of my young adults on is, um, you know, as they start talking about any of one of these issues, mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, so what I'm hearing from you is you're seeing people by their political viewpoint or by their, yeah. um, by their, you know, whether they agree with the CDC or they don't agree with the CDC. Like, yeah. you're not seeing people as people yeah and so what is true about that person who thinks differently from you 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, in, in our differences, I mean, what I, I'd love, I heard a, a speaker, cha- you know, issued the challenge recently where he said, when you're, when you're talking to a brother or sister in Christ and you disagree about something, wouldn't it be great if you could first start and just acknowledge in the conversation um, your, your love for Jesus, your, your, what, how you are feeling in awe by God, how, how he is so huge and you are so small. Um, would it be that we could just have a moment of worship together hmm. and, then, and then let's argue or debate whatever you know, very uh, less important thing that we want to argue and or debate. Hmm. Um, yeah, but I, I want I want to love I want to love Christ first and and bring that to anything I'm thinking or talking about. Mm-hmm. So not to say you know don't think about politics or or don't think about this. Yeah, you know Paul says think about yeah. such things, um, but bring your lens uh, seeing seeing these things through the lens of Christ. Yeah, absolutely. And I loved the, what you did. Um, how earthly citizens view something versus how heavenly citizens oh yeah yeah that list and then you went through um the virtues in the u.s like what what virtues do we hold yeah um in high esteem in the u.s which were independence equality and freedom of expression yeah yeah and you know and different people they might say oh i don't you know my three are these or you know so different people Mm -hmm. can come up with different things that they see as highly valued in our, our, you know, high virtues in, in American culture. Um, yeah, it was, um, you know, honestly, for some of those things on the list, uh, independence, equality, freedom of expression, um, it was seen that, uh, you know, with, with freedom of expression, I would have wanted to look at that and say, you know what, that's pretty much all bad. Um, but, but for me to look at it and say, no, there, there's, there's a core of beautiful truth in this, so I want to I want to I want to think about it long enough to see the core of beautiful truth. You know, should we should we be who we you know who we were designed to be? Yes, yes, that's that's a beautiful truth, and it points to something deeper that that uh, I was designed by a creator. So what did my creator design me for? And yes, that's exactly what what I should express and what I should be. Mm. Um, so it was. It, you know, the new realization for me was um, not to try to just point out all the bad things uh, about the way that independence or equality or freedom of expression have been, you know, twisted and, and turned, you know, to a, a different kind of liberal agenda or something, but to say, no, these, there's a core of these things that are beautiful. And in the sense that the core of them actually points to something that Christ offers mm-hmm. in, in a way that is beautiful and, and that everyone at to some degree is going to desire. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I like that. And so do you have any, we need to end. So do you oh, yeah. have any last thoughts that you'd yeah. like to share? Yeah. You know, I, I think my last thought would just be again, you know, in all of this, it reminded me of the, the, the challenging question. Do you, do you love Jesus? Um, and if, if you conclude that that's, that's something that you're not uh, living out right now, then, you know, then the two things to think about, um, more listening and less selfishness. Uh, listen, you know, we listen to the Lord through 
listening to his word, trying to get it up here. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, listening to the Lord through listening to his word. That's um, just, just keep doing that. And I'm convinced if you don't, if you don't fall in love with Jesus through listening to his word, then, and I'm not sure what else. Yeah. I mean, I, I am convinced that if you look for Jesus in his word, you'll fall in love with him. Um, so I just encourage people to listen to Jesus through his word. Amen. I, I agree with that. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, well, thank you, Brentley, for your time today. Thank you for um, being with us and we'll see you another time. Sounds good. Thanks, Michelle. All right. Thanks. Have a Bye, good everybody. day. Bye, everybody.